It's the Renegades Rant Podcast with your host, the Kentucky Renegade. This podcast is sponsored by Anchor. If you want to start your own podcast, go to anchor.fm or to your phone's app stores and download Anchor today. Welcome everybody to the show. I am the Kentucky Renegade. And we have an exciting show tonight, and I want to welcome in my guest, Clint House. Welcome to the show, brother. Hey, brother. How you doing tonight? You feeling all right? I'm good. How about you? I'm uh, I'm getting really kind of excited and maybe just a little bit nervous about what this Trump announcement is going to be here in about, I don't know, less than an hour. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited to see what's going to happen because he said it's going to be something historical which he's already announced twice before that he's running. So what could this exciting an, uh, announcement be? I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. I mean, everybody is pretty much assuming that he's going to be announcing his run for the presidency in 2024. Um, I mean, especially the way that he did it. You know, it was last week that he said, you know, uh, next next week on Tuesday, I'll be making a historical announcement of Mar-a-Lago. So every, everybody is assuming that it's going to be, uh, you know, his, his announcement for the run for the presidency. But then also there was that drama that played out, you know, right after that, that uh, of what he posted on Truth Social about um, – Ron DeSantis, who I can say as a as a Floridian, like yo, leave my boy alone. <laughs> um, and uh, then coming out with against Yunkin and the, the also the lieutenant governor uh, there, I can't remember her what her name is. Um, but you know, it, it it all seems very weird, and it all seems kind of like maybe it's kind of a setup. But I don't know. I really don't know. I, I'm really <laughs> looking forward to seeing what what Donald Trump has to say tonight. Yeah, I was wondering if it wasn't going to be that he was going to try and make a run for the Speaker of the House. Because that would make things awfully interesting if he became Speaker of the House, because then some things yeah. would start changing. I don't I don't I don't think that's going to ha- that's what it's going to yeah. be, because I got a news article update earlier today that Kevin McCarthy has clinched enough votes to become the next Speaker of the House. Yeah. So I don't I don't think that's what it and, and honestly to me that would have been the Republicans' best bet um, would be to get Donald Trump in there as the Speaker of the House. Um, but yeah, that's I think that's already been solidified. I'm not too sure. Okay. I, I'm, I'm only speaking on on the um, the updates that I've been getting, and I think for the GOP that was the worst decision that they could have made. Because yeah. Kevin McCarthy has um, establishment written all over him. Mitch McConnell has establishment written all over him. And those are the, the type of people that if we if we really want to get anything done, we've got to get those people out of the GOP. Absolutely. Um, and and that's that's been the, the major problem. And I even saw an article from Breitbart yesterday that Schumer – has said that he's working with Mitch McConnell on getting MAGA candidates out of the government. So if that doesn't go to show you and say to you that the whole entire reason why we've had what happened in 2020 and what happened all the way between then and now to the 2022 midterms is that the establishment is panicking and they want this populist movement gone. And I will say this. Donald Trump made a very, very big mistake when he lost the, uh, the presidential election. And, and I'm saying lost with quotation marks in my hands because we all know there was a lot of fraud that was involved in that election process, just like we've seen in what's happened in Arizona and Pennsylvania and Nevada and Georgia, you know, for, for this cycle. But Donald Trump made this big mistake, and I'll tell you why. There was a very, very big movement, and I was a part of it on Twitter. Um, the Patriot Party, it exploded on Twitter. 
I went from having like four or 500 people following me on my Twitter. I changed my name to Florida Patriot Party. I started linking up with a big group of people where we were getting people it, it like set up in every single state around the country. And, and then I was getting 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 followers just like that. I mean, in the span of like three or four days, I went from like 400 followers to almost 50,000 followers on this Twitter account of the Florida Patriot Party. And we were, we were organizing on Twitter. We were using Twitter to do exactly what Black Lives Matter and Antifa have used to organize and get a, a, a central setup. And then Twitter started censoring us. They started removing us. They started banning us. And then it came, Then there was an article that came out from, I think it was the Gateway Pundit, where Donald Trump said like he had no interest in doing a third party, that he just wanted to be a part of the GOP, and that squashed it right there. And I think that was one of the biggest mistakes that Donald Trump has ever made. Yeah, and I remember that. And I remember uh, at the time I was living in Indiana, just right across the river from where I am now. And we had a lot of people that were trying to push that Patriot Party in our area as well, because we already seen what was happening in our small communities around. They were all turning Democratic. And we thought, well, this is a good way we can change the way the the parties work. We need to get rid of this two party system and bring some other parties involved into the system to get rid of the stigma, to get rid of the whole paradigm of left versus right. We need people who are actually going to stand for the constituents in the states and actually do the work. And, you know, it started off very good. And like you said, I mean, on Twitter, Instagram, they were they were taking people down. They were silencing everybody about it because they didn't want it to happen. And, you know, Trump came out and said, you know, he had no interest in it. And then, of course, that just completely ended it. It ended it right there. You know, as soon as soon as he said that he had no interest in in in, in creating and joining a third party, that he was going to be GOP all the way, that just ended it. And I think that was a big mistake because we did have some momentum going. Um, obviously, like you said, big tech uh, was uh, doing everything that they possibly could to stop it, and. Um, you know, I think at the end of the day, that's that's the ultimate uh, MAGA goal is the populist movement of maintaining an America that is free, that is independent, that, you know, I don't I don't want I don't want this animosity between, you know, Republicans and Democrats. But it's it's gotten to a point now that it's like, OK, what's going to give? Are we are we still are we going to sit here and let this leftist woke agenda of drag time story time with kids and the the sexualization of our children, uh, the indoctrination of our children, uh, the, the just the, the and, and, and I may get canceled for this, but. The, the transsexual community that is completely taken over our cultural institutions. Are we going to allow this to continue? And unfortunately, I believe that there's nothing that we can do at this point because they have such complete control over all of our cultural institutions that it's kind of impossible now with Elon mm. Musk. And, and I know there's a lot of people out there who don't trust Elon Musk. I'm one of them. I'm like, I, I, I'm, I'm paying attention very, very closely to what is happening over at Twitter because Twitter is the town square. Now, you know, this is the part the, the, Twitter is now where the, back in the day, people used to go and get up on a soapbox and, and, and talk. Like Twitter is the town square. And now somebody that does, I, I don't know if he's establishment or not. I see he rubs elbows and, and as a billionaire, you're always going to have to rub elbows with the, these people just like Donald Trump did. But I don't know if he 
really is a part of this World Economic Forum, this great reset that we're seeing. I don't know if he is. I'm still trying to figure that out. So, you know, but that that's, you know, kind of where, I, you know, I kind of digressed and, and went off on a, on a different tangent. But, you know, that's that's where like the Patriot Party, like ultimately failed is that we were gaining so much momentum on Twitter that if somebody like Elon Musk had owned it at the time, would we would we have been able to accomplish it? That's what I want to know. Yeah, that's the same way I feel about Elon as well. I mean, you look at his mother and her his mother has ties to all those people, you know, in the elite. But we've yet to see him kind of disclose any of that information to anybody about who he's tied to. But my concern with him, though, is with his Neuralink wanting to eventually chip people in the brain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's concerning to me, too. And it just it leads me to believe, you know, this, everything we're seeing with the mRNA technology, the AI, um, the World Economic Forum bringing on their whole, you know, you will own nothing and be happy. This all falls in line with this stuff. And where does he stand on it? Because he hasn't said a word about it. No, he hasn't. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the Neuralink thing, because, you, you know, what we what us conspiracy theorists, you know, were screaming about, you know, back in 2020 or at the beginning of 2021, you know, when they started rolling out this mRNA vaccine and we started hearing from the people who were working in the field and basically hearing, you know, them saying this is like new technology that they are injecting into people. And then, you know, all of the stuff that has come out recently about the blood clots, uh, about, the fact that uh, w the vaccine actually reacts to internet like source, like uh, uh, the internet frequencies, like it, it'll, it'll come together. I don't know if you saw that on the Stu Peters show, that electrical engineer that did the research on it, that when, when it was ex when a, a, a vial of the uh, vaccine was exposed to, internet frequencies that it actually developed itself into a microchip yep. so is all of this connected and is elon musk doing the Neuralink? is this all a way to get us connected into a a, a system in a way i mean because we're all we're already connected into a system like we've got credit scores and you know we've got mortgages and we've got you know everything that we already are in this system right now you know we 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 vote and i'm doing air quotes again we vote right. <laughs> um you know so is all of this some type of plan to use the the twitter platform to also link with Neuralink with the mRNA vaccines through 5G. Like, I mean, that's that's where you kind of start going into that, like, well, you're just a conspiracy theorist. It's like, no, I'm asking legitimate fucking questions here. Yeah, and when you have people like Dr. Robert Malone and Dr. Peter McCullough out there telling you what these vaccines were doing in the very beginning, and they were writing them off as crazy people, but hell... Dr. Robert Malone was the creator and the inventor of mRNA technology, and he said the government hijacked his patent, and they were using it for evil intent. But yet he's crazy. Yeah, no, what, what, I, what I was saying at the time, because you, you were talking about, you know, Dr. Peter McCullough, like they censored and silenced him on every single platform. Gone immediately. And, you know, it, they did the same thing to people like you and people like me back in 2020 and 2021 when we were raising the alarm bells about the scientific research that was coming out and the studies that was coming out about the link between heart issues and myocarditis coming from the vaccine. And they were like, you know, no, you're not allowed to say this. And now it's all coming out. I mean, Tucker Carlson just did a huge segment on it the other night where he brought up that even the Lancet is now admitting that there is a link between the vaccine and myocarditis. 
Yeah, and did you? I don't know if you've seen today where the uh, I guess it was the poster child for I think it was Venezuela for the whole Colombia. Colombia, yeah, there you go. The kid, four years old, you know, the poster child for the COVID vaccine dies from the COVID vaccine. <laughs> died, died suddenly. Yeah, yeah. and I, the 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 piece that they wrote too uh, was just absolutely heartbreaking about how you know he couldn't speak at the time. But he, you know, was giving his his mom kisses and, you know, while he was basically saying goodbye. And this is a four year old child. I mean, that's just absolutely heartbreaking. And I am so glad I I don't know. Do you have do you have kids? I have two, but they're older. They're they're older. Okay, I've got I've got two boys. I've got a six year old and a two year old. And um, I just could not live with myself. If I had uh, not been smart enough to not get my family to rush out and get an unproven vaccine, or, or and it's not even really a vaccine, it's a gene therapy treatment is what they're actually, what they really are. And, and if I caused my own child's death because I had made that decision, I could never live with myself. Oh me! I, I I would eat a nine millimeter right to the brain. I mean, that's just that's that's uh, it's 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 unlivable. And and I mean, I, you you I don't know if you do know this, but like I'm I'm attached to the the Casey Anthony story, yes. and I knew Kaylee Anthony, and um, you know, I, that was that was well before. I had children and, um, you know, I, I did a lot of things, uh, between, you know, then and now to bring awareness to, uh, you know, how many children go missing every single year. And and according to the FBI, you know, 400,000 kids go missing every single year and nobody bats a fucking eye about it. Um, and that's, that's a problem to me. And, and so for, for like people to legitimately, go and inject their own children with something that is that they trusted the science of dr fauci on and it's killing kids right now so it's a big that's a big like that's a big thing for me you know because of of my history and the fact that i'm my own father or I'm, i'm i'm a father and you know with this going on right now i just i couldn't yeah, and see, I have an eighteen-year-old and a twenty-year-old, and my youngest, he decided he didn't want to go back to school because of all the bullshit that was going on with with COVID, and then with the whole indoctrination of having to accept, you know, the LGBTQT stuff, and you know, he was like, "I just want to do mine remote and be done with school. I don't even want to worry about being a senior in high school and graduating because they done ruined it." because of being remote learning and COVID. So my background, though, is I worked in a hospital for 21 years. And I worked through most of COVID in the hospital and without having to be vaccinated. And then it came time that they wanted to try and implement that on us and mandate us. And I basically told them, fuck you, I'm out of here. You're not going to force me to give up my medical freedom. You know, Ari was getting an exemption on the flu shot, but they weren't going to give an exemption on the COVID shot. So I walked. So, you know, I walked away from a career in the medical industry and moved on. Because I... I don't know what it's what it's all about, but what I was saying before before I left was, you know, to show you like why why were you able to get an exemption from the COVID or from the flu shot, but there was no exemption that was granted to you COVID shot. You know, you working in the medical industry, you know that all these big pharma companies are in the back pockets of every one of these administrators, every one of these doctors, so whatever they say goes and it, you know, it's like the whole electronic medical records, me and Lambo were talking about this on my first show. You know, when you had electronic medical records come into the uh, uh, medical industry 
it wasn't because it was supposed to be an easy, nice little thing. It's because they wanted everybody to be chipped. So you were going to be put into a system. That's why they implemented the electronic medical records. They sold it on a lie, knowing that in the Affordable Health uh, Care Act, um, hidden in the 20,000-page documents, they had the RFID chip hidden inside of it. Yeah. Um, and you know, I just actually said this, uh, said this to somebody last night when, um, cause I, 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 I do a little bit of side work, uh, on the side and, uh, it's, it's, a uh, somewhere where you can go and, and scan, uh, your phone, you know, to pay for stuff. Yeah. And, um, the customer goes, well, you know, this, this new, like the way that we can scan our phones is like so convenient. And I said to her, I go, you know, that's like conditioning you. Right. And she was like, well, what do you mean? I was like, it's, it's the precursor to you being able to just walk up and, and scan your hand because now they're eliminating, they're eliminating cash. They're eliminating your debit card that you can just pay from your phone and you can just walk up and scan it. And it's just a slow, it's incremental slowly, but surely they're getting people used to the fact of just scanning something. And it's, it's going to come down to, Oh, here's this little chip that you can put inside of your hand and it'll, you can just scan it and it'll, you know, whatever cryptocurrency that they, you know, in, in, uh, eventually um, initiate once the dollar collapses um, goes right through and it's got your medical records. This is your ID. So if the police pull you over, they can just scan your, your hand. And guess what? That is just a 100% tracking device that is put inside of your body. Yep. And that knows. <clears throat> everything right. about you yeah and seeing nbc did a story i don't know it was about five six years ago and they were trying to sell it that we would need electronic medical records we would need a chip in our hands so that if we were in an accident we didn't have our id on us all they would have to do is scan your hand and then they could pull up your medical records and they know who you are they sell it as convenience yeah and you know and a lot of people don't realize you know, after 9-11 with the Patriot Act, all that money that disappeared went straight into the NSA to build that huge data mine out in Utah. Yep. And there's little fusion centers all around the country. I think there's yep. up to 93 of them now. Yep. That the state, local and federal authorities work together. And if you're on your phone or you're on your email or whatever electronic device you're on and you say something that's a keyword that triggers it it'll put you in a file and send you out to the nsa data mine and then the fusion centers are watching you yep that's what they did to ron paul when he was trying to run for president he they were going after all of his people that were you know trying to get him in to be president the the ron paul uh revel or uh, revolution the rev revolution or whatever yeah um you know that ron paul was the first candidate uh, for any office that I ever supported because I listened to him to, to, uh, during the debates. Like I have been paying attention to politics now for a very long time. You know, it wasn't until like, honestly, 2016 when Donald Trump was running for president that we started to get, uh, uh that was when, uh, politics became culture. But before that, nobody was paying attention. Really nobody was paying attention. And, but I was, and Ron Paul was like my guy, you know, I was one of those people who was standing over the, uh, like inner interchanges and, and the interpasses, like with signs saying Ron Paul, Ron Paul, because when you listen to him, he was saying every single thing that was wrong with the country, yes. no nation building. We need to pull out of these wars. Um, we need to end the Federal Reserve, absolutely, and the Federal Reserve is a, a legal operation. Um, he was saying all the things that like, I've come to find out 
you know, or, or came to find out at such a young age, because back in 2000, that was 2008, Eight. whenever he, yeah, he was running. And uh, I think it was McCain that ended up winning the nomination. Um, but they weren't going to allow somebody. He was, he was like a, a populist GOP candidate, Rand Paul was, or Ron Paul was. And uh, I mean, everything that he was saying was completely correct. And so that was the first candidate that I actually threw my support behind. And then when, when Barack Obama won, I was like, well, here we go again. Another establishment, you know. And I mean, right away, he's out there, uh, Obama, we're going to end these wars. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to bring our troops home. And then the first fucking day he's in office, he bombed Syria. Like, yeah, I mean, you know. Program under him and, and Bush, I mean... I mean, it was to keep us in wars for the rest of our our lifetime. Yeah. And then Trump comes along and we have four years of no wars. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and that's that's what a lot of these now lefties who have become so pro-war now. It, it's so weird to have seen the shift. You know, because it, 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 it was coming from the left and and they were saying you know, we, we got to get out of Afghanistan. We got to get out of Iraq. And, and I was like, okay, I agree with that. And then all of a sudden now they're like pro-war. Yeah. And the thing of it is, is it's never going to end with the two party system we have No, they pretty much want war all the time because the people who are backing them are the ones that are pushing for it. And that it's just going to continue. And unless we have some somebody else like Trump or things along the lines of Trump, then we're, you know, we'll still continue to have it because Trump at least Trump at least knew exactly who the players in the game were. And he's yes. going to expose every single one of them. And that's why they're going after Putin and Russia. He's the same exact model of Trump. He knows exactly who the players are. He knows what they're trying to do. He knows and understands that he doesn't want NATO at his doorstep. He doesn't want all these bio, lab, bio labs at his doorstep. And he doesn't want anything to do with the World Economic Forum and them controlling what he does with his country. They are the only thing that is really standing in the way of them uh, completing the Great Reset, which is why we've been seeing, you know, this Ukraine um you know, nonsense. And, you know, we, we had talked about this uh, prior about what happened with FTX. And I'm, you know, for those of you who are listening and you don't know about it, it was pretty much exposed that all of our taxpayer money that we've been sending over to Ukraine, Ukraine was investing in this company called FTX, which is owned by the second largest Democratic donor behind George Soros, and the money was being washed and then funneled into Democratic candidates. It's basically the money that we were sending to Ukraine paid for the Democrats' midterm. Like, like that, that, that's it. I mean, that's, that's what happened. That's what they did. And when it got exposed, like two or three days later, Zelensky in Ukraine is calling for peace with Russia. And then now Russia has bombed a NATO country. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they hit Poland. <laughs> my neighbor just, my neighbor just came walking over and he, he, <laughs> go, he came walking up and he goes, yeah, they hit Poland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, I'm not buying the whole Russia bomb Poland. I believe that, you know, that's the CIA and NATO at its work to, uh, draw us in with Russia to force us to go to war with them because they need a distraction right now because they're caught cheating in the elections. Yep. They're caught cheating with our money and stealing it. And, you know, we also found out today that uh, Mitch McConnell got $2.5 million of that money. So, you know, the rhinos are getting paid as well. So everybody's hands that's in the cookie jar it's getting interesting to see what Trump is going to say, because I, I wonder if he's not going to have some kind of indictments drawn down on everybody for everything that they've done. And he's been keeping watch. 
And that, you know, when, when you said, or when we first started the broadcast and you said, you know, that Trump said that this was going to be a, a historical announcement, um, you know, that, that could be, but you, you know, from somebody who I got like heavily kind of caught up in the whole Q thing when it was going on from 2018 to right before the election and, you know, hearing, you know, things that really actually did kind of come to pass. You know, a lot of people didn't know about Jeffrey Epstein, but people who were following the Q drops were like, we were like, hey, we knew about that. You know, we knew about Gisling Maxwell well before anybody knew about Gisling Maxwell. So I, I'm still kind of like on the fence, like I'm a milquetoast fence sitter about what what the whole entire Q thing was. I, I don't I, I kind of believe like there's part of me that believes that it was a psychological operation. And then there's a part of me that believes that it was true. So I'm like, I'm still like, I don't know. But, you know, we were hearing about how there were going to be mass arrest and we were hearing about how there was, you know, all of this, all of the shit that was going on. And it's like there's a tr there's some truth to to that. Because we all know we're all seeing a lot of this shit play out and we're like, I, like right now I'm, I'm going, OK, well, like what if what you say is true? What if what you say is Trump is going to come out and say, we've got this, this, this and this. And I'm going to run for president again. What what if what if all of that is true? I don't know. Like, but we're all just going to have to kind of sit back and wait to see what what Trump is going to say. And I, I swear to God, ever since he's, he's announced, I've been just like waiting with bated breath to right. see what, what he's going to say. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of animosity towards Trump about him attacking DeSantis, but you kind of have to start looking behind the layers of DeSantis. And I think that's what he was trying to point out. And a lot of people kind of took it kind of a, at a, I don't know. People were upset that he went after DeSantis after, and I like DeSantis. I think he's been awesome for Florida. I think he's been awesome for the U S but now we're starting to find out that Pence and Jeb Bush are backing him. So that kind of leads you to believe that's why Trump said what he said, you know, yeah. looking at him is because Pence is a fucking traitor. And we yes, all know about the, we all know about the Bush family. <laughs> you can't trust any of them. No. So I'm hoping that De DeSantis isn't really wrapped up in that whole ordeal because that will just completely run his image for being, in, you know, part of the GOP on the good side of it. It, it absolutely would. Um, because you're right. DeSantis has done phenomenal here in Florida. And he is MAGA. He, he, he's made or math on, he's made Florida great again, whatever, you know? Um, and he, like one of the reasons why Florida has maintained a sense of normality going through everything that we have in 2020, like I barely see people wearing masks anymore. Like nobody cares. Like <laughs> most of our, um, uh, most of our companies here in Florida did not implement the, the vaccine mandate. Obviously, DeSantis did what he did to secure our elections. Uh, we banned mass mail out the uh, 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 voting. Um, you know, we, we, we created a um, election police and we actually barred any federal officials from coming in and tabulating any of the votes here in Florida, which is one of the reasons why. Uh, the, the state, the third largest state in the country with over 21 million people were able to count and tabulate our votes on election night. We knew right. the results of our election by like 830 or something on election night. So DeSantis has done a lot. So I'm wondering, is this 5D chess? Because you saw that as soon as Donald Trump came out, and talked negatively about DeSantis, what did the media do? They came right to his defense. They yeah. came right to the defense of Ron DeSantis. So I don't know if they're playing some type of chess game to where 
because Trump knows whoever he endorses or whoever he backs, the media is going to be like, nope, not that guy. Go with the other guy. So now he comes out and he attacks somebody who is as popular as Ron DeSantis is. Because let's be honest, Ron DeSantis is a very, very popular contender for the presidency. He comes out and says what he does. And then all of a sudden the media creates this. Ron DeSantis is amazing. He's he's a darling. We love him, even though they've been shitting on him for the last two years. So I'm I'm sitting back and I'm watching this and I'm going, okay, what game is being played? Because one thing that Donald Trump is very good at is playing this game. Yeah, this is chess to him and he knows exactly what to do to call a checkmate on somebody. And, you know, if they're working together to kind of play this game against the media and against the Democrats, then more power to them. And that's, that's kind of what I hope because, you know, I've, I've seen Trump and DeSantis together, you know, obviously Trump lives in Mar or lives at Mar-a-Lago. Now he's, he's in DeSantis country or DeSantis territory. And I've seen them, you know, have dinner together so I don't know if this is just some type of mind fuck that the Democratic establishment is like falling for. Because, I mean, it, it's, it's typical. Anytime Donald Trump says anything, they're like, well, we have to be anti whatever Donald Trump says. Right. So I don't know. You know, I mean, only time is going to tell on that one. And, um, you know, we're, we're getting really, really close to. Uh, Trump coming out and, and speaking tonight, and uh, I'm just I'm really I'm really looking forward to seeing what he's going to say. Um, you know, if 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 he announces his candidate or his the candidacy for president, then you you know tomorrow morning we're going to wake up and it's just going to be a fucking shit storm. Oh yeah, you you know they're going to do everything they can. They're going to continue to try and get him arrested. They're going to you know, send indictments on him, subpoena him to death until they can get him to where he can't run. So talking about the uh, the midterms, so what do you think about everything that's going on? I'm not surprised. Yeah, we all knew uh, it was coming. Yeah, you know, they got away with it in 2020. They know they got away with it in 2020. Um, with the implement, uh, with them implementing, you know, the, the universal mail-in balloting, um, which has never been seen before. Uh, they, that, that's how they're doing this. And the fact that we've seen, you know, Penske trucks pulling up to the ballot, uh, counting place in Maricopa County, dropping off box loads of ballots and then driving away like it just goes to show you like it, it, it tells you everything that you need to know and i mean uh, i don't i don't know what the hell is wrong with the people in pennsylvania <laughs> how in the absolute fuck are you going to elect somebody who literally needs a machine for his brain to work uh, that's just another form of cheating there, too, because, I mean, just before the elections even happened, the secretary of state came out and she was already uh, saying in Pennsylvania that they were going to have delays and expect uh, it to be a month before we can count these votes. And then all of a sudden they got their hand caught in the cookie jar by sending out two hundred and fifty five thousand ballots to unverified voters. There's been countless uh, polling centers that were saying that they were only giving out uh, the ballots for the Democrats, that they had Democrat signs up on the door, and they weren't basically allowing people to vote Republican, telling people to vote Democrat. So, Which is completely illegal if you've been paying attention to our voting system. You cannot uh, – what's, what's, uh, what's that called? Um, uh <laughs> Yeah, well, you, you cannot, you can't advertise for a candidate like when you uh, from X amount of feet uh, feet from where the uh, 
where you're actually going to cast your your vote. Yeah. So it, it's like what we heard from back in 2020, where people were walking around handing out water bottles with Biden Harris on it. Like you can't you can't do that. Right. Now it's you like- can you can you can stand out there and you know uh, at least I can't I can't remember exactly how far you have to be away from where the ballots are being counted. Um, but you can stand out there with signs, but you cannot, you know, you cannot, you, you, you can't, you can't attempt to persuade people who are in line to vote for somebody. Like you can't do that. That's illegal. And, um, what we've seen, you know, ever since the 2020 election, when, you know, Biden said that, I think, I, I think we've put together the most, uh, extensive, an inclusive voter fraud campaign in the history of American politics. Like the motherfucker said it. Yeah. And you know, so, so we've seen the, the ballot harvesting and um, the mass mail-in voting, which for some reason only uh, t- leans towards Democrats because I guess Democrats don't want to get out of their fucking house and, and go and vote. But Republicans show up on election day. And then we got 30% of the uh, machines in Maricopa County, all of a sudden just randomly went down on the day of the election, which they were the, the machines that have been tested. And then they brought in new machines that were, not tested and it's like uh okay guys we we see that the fix is in you guys are doing the exact same thing that happened in 2020 we just didn't know what was happening back then we were watching but we didn't know what was happening and now we see you doing it again and we know exactly what the fuck you were doing yep and they're doing it blatantly right in front of our faces and saying that they're going to steal it no matter if we like it or not because we know you're not going to do anything about it and until enough people get pissed off and decide that they want to try and actually make change in this country. It'll continue to do what it does. Yep. And, well, you know, you know I, I had this conversation with a friend of mine and, and he lived out in L.A. for a long time and he was a conservative living out in L.A. Just recently moved back to Florida at the beginning of this year. And I was talking to him uh, uh, the other day, and uh, he kind of gave a pretty good analogy for what we're currently seeing. It's it's like a a football game, and you think your team is going to win. You're watching the football game, and you think your team is about to win. But then all of a sudden, the announcer comes on and says, oh, due to um, uh, low viewership, uh, the rest of this game is going to be blacked out. So the game gets blacked out and you're like, ah, shit. Well, I'm pissed off about this. You know, like what the fuck? You know, I I, I was watching this game. I want to see if my team wins, you know, what, what the hell? And then it comes, it comes back on the next day and they're like, okay, well the other team won. And you're like, well, what the hell? And you'd be really pissed off about it. Kind of like what happened in Brazil yeah. in Brazil. The same type of uh, voter shenanigans happened. People got really pissed off about it and took to the streets immediately. Now, with what's happening here is they're like slowly dragging everything out to where the people who get pissed off, who are paying attention about it. Now, I got to go back to work. We got to go back to our families. We got to go back to our, our, our lives. And then like we slowly just kind of start not giving a fuck. Yeah. And, and that's, that's exactly right now, you know, they've dragged this out. I mean, here it is. It's uh, a week after the election and we still don't really technically know if the Republicans are going to take the house. We just found out yesterday that Carrie Lake supposedly lost the governorship of Arizona. You know, it's those it's that little like drag out, because if they were to just completely do it on election night, then people are going to get really pissed and they're going to do something about it like they did in Brazil. But because they're slowly dragging it out, now people are starting to forget. People are starting to get 
locked into, you know, our, our daily routines and, and we're just going like, well, fuck it. There's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. And then you got, you got the runoff that's going to happen in Georgia and that's not going to take place until December 6th. And that's when, uh, I guess Arizona says they want a, a recount as well on the Cary Lake Cobbs, uh, ordeal so they're wanting to do that december 6th as well but you look at everything that's happened during that election night to now i mean you had so much mass fraud going on i mean you had detroit i don't know if you've seen where they had their count room was in front of a window and they decided at the last minute to change it to the room without a window because in 2020 they were caught on camera and by people viewing them bringing in ballots after the election officials already left. Then you had Illinois was supposedly having cyber attacks on theirs and their uh, polls closed at seven o'clock and at seven Oh three Pritzker was already named the winner of the governor of Illinois. I'm so sorry. My kid just came walking out here. He he lost his first tooth. Oh, (laughs) so, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't see what all happened in Illinois and Detroit, but, uh, uh, hey, Jaden, I'm proud of you, buddy. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see what all happened in, in Detroit and, and Illinois, because uh, I've been paying more attention to, um, the Arizona, Pennsylvania, Michigan, which, Michigan, what the hell are you guys doing up there? Your Tudor governor should have won. <laughs> your governor literally sent sick, people to nursing homes and killed thousands of elderly people and you reelected her what the hell is wrong with you so you know those are some of the races so i i I didn't really know what was all going on in illinois um and 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 uh in detroit but obviously detroit's in uh, detroit's in michigan right yeah yeah um but didn't donald trump almost win detroit or was that uh I can't remember. I believe what, he almost won Detroit. Yeah, he almost won Detroit. And so then for them to come out, I guess it was like a landslide for the Democrat. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, you know, what's wrong with you, Detroit? Like, look at your city. Like, like, seriously, look at your city. It's like a Arizona. I mean, how can you explain that almost every county voted Republican? They end up with a Democratic governor and how is she even governor whenever she's over the election there well i mean it's the same thing when you look at what happened in 2020 with trump i mean you you don't you you never lose the presidency if you take florida ohio and then you get all of the bellwether uh states and and then you 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 take the majority of the counties in the United States, you don't lose the presidency. That's historically never happened, but yet it happened in 2020. You know, I mean, that's, it's, it's now I, I don't trust our election process. And and then I think back to previous years, have we ever really been able to, to, to trust the election process or no. has it been pre-decided and predetermined for us? Well, that's why they always said, you know, presidents are never elected. They're selected. They're selected. The only reason why Trump got in is because Hillary Clinton had so much heat on her with uh, Anthony Scalia, the Supreme Court justice breathing down her neck. They had no other option but to give it to Trump. I well, think that's how that went. Uh, and let me, uh, I'm going to slightly disagree with you on that one. Um, I think that what they were not expecting in 2016 was for people like me to come out and vote. Because at the time I was a registered independent. I could not be pulled. I had never voted. Uh, because I was at the time, I would not vote for anybody who I did not actually support. Like I didn't like Obama, I didn't like W. Bush. Uh, I I was a Ron Paul fan back in two thousand and eight, and then you know Obama ran again in two thousand and twelve against um, whatever 
loser they put up against him. Um, I, I wasn't I wasn't ever going to vote for somebody that I didn't fully support. And then when Donald Trump came along, I started actually listening to what he was saying. I'm going, all right, I absolutely fucking despise Hillary Clinton. I'm liking what you're saying. I'm agreeing with what you're saying. You're a populist that I can get behind. So you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I want to see what happens if a outsider of the political establishment gets into the office. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go vote. I don't think that in 2016 they were ready for people like me to come out and vote. Yeah, I see that. As and well. that's how that's how we beat their their election rigging process was because they weren't they weren't ready for they weren't ready for it. Yeah. And I mean, you look at the way Trump came in. I was skeptical of Trump in the very beginning because I didn't know so that I did. this going to be like a publicity stunt or what. But once I got to listening to his kind of his economics and what he wanted to do with the country, I thought, well, yeah, this is this is more what we need because we need somebody that's actually going to get rid of uh the de- deregulate everything, get the companies come back to the U.S. Yep, but being dependent on China. Yep, get away from other countries that have interests into this country, and just get everything back to the to the U.S. and get back to being the great industrial country we are. Well, and and Detroit is a prime example of uh, failed policy. Um, Detroit, what at one time in the United States was a booming manufacturing uh community and then everything started to get outsourced and now look at it it's a fucking dumpster fire yeah um you know so when you're right when i started listening to what he was saying about what he was wanting to do with the country i was like i can get behind this because at the end of the day call me a nationalist if you want I don't care. I want what's I want what's best for our country. I want what's best for our people. And for our when I say our people, I don't give a fuck if you're black, if you're white, if you're Asian, if you're Latino, Cuban, gay, straight. I don't give a shit about any of that. You're an American citizen to me. I want what's best for the people who live here in this country. I don't care about people halfway across the globe. I really don't. I'm sorry if that offends you in any sense of the form. I want what's best for my people here. I want what's best for my neighbors. I I want what's best for my kids. And Donald Trump was was doing that. I mean, 2019 was the best year financially that I ever had. We were booming, booming. And then 2020 happened, COVID happened, all of the bullshit was going on with like the Ukraine gate, the the, the impeachment, you know, all of that shit. And then as soon as all of that ended, it was just like, okay, here's a virus that's going to shut down the whole entire fucking planet. Yep. And we, we were, huh? And they're trying to bring it back again. They got the I flu know. out there. They got the flu out there, but now there's they're talking about COVID again. And it's like, I know. You know what? You guys revealed your hand when you said Boston University researchers developed a deadlier strain and it's being created in labs. You ruined it. I I saw that and I was absolutely astonished. I, I mean, I, I read that, that I read that article about what Boston University was doing and I was like, um, okay, so is nobody nobody going to point out that they're literally doing gain-of-function research in Boston now? Yeah, and we already knew that with the first round of it, it came from University of North Carolina and Harvard and Fort Detrick. So, and I don't know if you remember, I guess it was right around the time period that anthrax was going around. There's, I think it was University of Texas, El Paso, I believe. I'll have to double check, but they had a uh, 
doctor who walked out of that laboratory down there and had all kinds of different deadly viruses and stuff like that. And it was stuff that they were creating in the labs down there back then. So why are we using our college universities to create deadly viruses that could be released and start killing people? It's biological warfare. Yep. You know, here, 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 this this goes to like um, uh, that quote in V for Vendetta, I believe, um, when they were saying, "What what's the use of a nuclear weapon that would wipe out the entire, uh, you know, uh, economy of a, a populate or of a place when you could just release a virus that kills the population and then you can just come in and take over and like you still leave the wealth intact of the uh, of the area that you att- that, that you uh, uh, attacked but now you've removed the people and i think that's where you know a lot of this whole entire you know i, I don't know if you've seen this but on twitter uh, world war three is is trending right now because of, of apparently what happened in poland and we've already you know touched on that yeah. But like, why would you use nuclear weapons when you could j- just seriously wipe out an entire population with a biological weapon? Yeah. And that's just the one way to do it without taking out the rest of the world and leaving everything else that you want intact and keeping people exactly. uh, being compliant and obedient to these rules and policies that they continue to push. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I, I, um, you know, what, what was that, uh, what was that thing that the Rockefeller Center released, uh, back in like 2010, they released, a um, a, a, a statement or not a statement, but like a, a, a study, um, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember. You what know what I'm talking what. about, don't yes. you? Yes. Yeah. It, where uh, Operation Lockstep. Operation Lockstep. That's what it was. And I mean, it basically laid out exactly what we saw, how the uh, all the governments of the world uh, operated in lockstep with the, um, you know, shutdowns, with the implementation of the mask policy, with the implementation of the covid vaccine. And then they were already saying that majority of people were not going to go along with it. So then they were going to release something else that was going to have a much higher kill ratio. So now we're going back to that Boston University where they spliced together, apparently, the two different uh, genomes of the um, of the virus. And now it's like, oh, it's highly transmissible. And oh, it's also going to kill a lot more people. It's like you guys. You're set. You're you're, you're setting the stage for exactly what Operation Lockstep said. But no, listen, Operation Lockstep is a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. And we shouldn't believe in those. And those people who continue to push that conspiracy th- theory on social media needs to be taken down and censored. Yep, they're dangerous. They're dangerous people. Look what they're doing to Alex Jones is exactly what they did to him. They completely took his entire platform from out from under him because of the whole Sandy Hook thing. But I think it was deeper than the Sandy Hook because he called everything that happened in 2019, 10, 11 years prior. Yes, he did. Um, And then also so did um, that one wrestler. uh, Jesse Ventura. Yep. Yeah, they and, did the show Conspiracy Theory, and they released all that stuff where they show the mass uh, grave liners, and they show yep. uh, out in the Ozarks the uh, underground system that they have to go run hide to when all this shit happens. Yep. We've been warned. We have been warned. And they've, they've completely character assassinated everybody who was warning us before this. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I will say that I'm, I'm not the type of person that didn't take any of this seriously. I'm, I'm, the, I'm that guy that was like, you know, 
9-11 was an inside job and they're turning the frogs gay, you know, um, beforehand. And I know like Alex Jones and, and some of these other people, they have these, you know, very outlandish, outlandish conspiracy theories. Um, but like when you're batting like 900 out of a thousand on the shit that we're seeing right now, I'm, I'm going, Hey, we should have, we should have listened back then, but there would have been nothing that we could do because they've had, they've had complete control over the culture, the, the cultural institutions. They've had complete control over Hollywood, which most people now, you know, are so, you know, infatuated with what is happening to the celebrities and they've completely, brainwashed generation z or or yeah that that's generation z that comes out yeah. there right millennials yeah uh completely brainwashed them um through the education system and now they only care about you know ugh, fucking the kardashians or some shit yeah. um and it's gotten people <clears throat> to a point of complacency and now they've gotten a big pop, a big portion of the population to complacency, where when Donald Trump came along and start and 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 brought the term fake news to the people, they started to realize it's propaganda. Fake news equals propaganda, and um, now they're scared because there are a lot more people who are like you who are like me, who are like Mr. Freedom Stick, who are like Packing Patriot, who are who are like the other people that we have like gotten to come to know through what we've been trying to accomplish through TikTok and Instagram and, and all the other social media accounts that you know that we that we run, you know, who are trying to oh, wake people up from this slumber that we've been in for decades now and they're scared they're scared we're seeing it play out in real time how scared they really are about us yep and that's why doing this is really important yeah and that's why i started my own podcast is i wanted to branch out and to put stuff out. i don't care if one person listens to it you know, if I just get one person to listen to it and then they can go off and they can tell some people what they heard and research it and it spreads like wildfire and it wakes a whole bunch more people up, then I did my job. And exactly. I don't care. They can censor me all they want to on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, wherever. I'm going to continue to be a pain in their ass and I'm going to continue to make new accounts and I will keep coming back stronger and harder. And that's what we've done. You know, um, I've obviously, you know, um, I've got my other, you know, part of my life and, and the, the, the fact that I'm attached to, to such a, a big news story, you know, and, and I didn't mention any of that until just recently. And, you know, the, the, the fact that I have been able to connect with so many amazing people just from the TikTok videos that I've done. I mean, it, it's mind blowing. And, and it really gives me some hope that, you know, maybe we're going to be able to come out of this on top. Um, we're, we're up against some fucking evil right now, brother. And I, I know, you know, that I know, you know, that, and, um, oh shit. Oh, no. Shit. Your up. no. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. All right. My phone is. Um. Uh, you know, I I know you. You're one of those people. You know exactly what the hell I'm talking about. And um, I know anybody who listens to this. I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. And uh, you know, I I just really appreciate this opportunity to come onto your show with you. And, and to have this type of conversation, um, I really think it's important. And um, I just, you know what? Thank you, brother. Hey, no problem. And I'd like to have you back on again soon um, after maybe the uh, documentary comes on, because I would really okay. like to pick your brain about that. 
Yeah. Uh, knowing uh, that your ties to that case is very interesting to me. So hopefully we can get you back on again shortly after that documentary comes out. Yeah, that the, the documentary, uh, the docu series, it's going to be a three part series, comes out on the 29th. And um, I think it's going to really uh, shock the world um, when when it does. Um, I'm already scheduled to do a uh, interview with In Touch Magazine, um, and it, it that that's just the first. I'm, I'm waiting Fox News to hit me up. Um, they they're probably going to want to do something with me too. Uh, I'm it's it. It, it's going to be a big story and because it, it, I, I, it, it's really hard for me because I, like, I feel like it's, they're going to use it as like a distraction to stop people from paying attention to the other things that are going on. But this has been a big part of my life. So, um, you know, I want to talk about it. And um, but, yeah, I would definitely I would love to come back once everything like comes out so I can you know tell your audience and, 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 and tell um, my truth and, and my side of the story about it. And, um, yeah, I would, I would really love to do that. Okay. That sounds great. So let everybody know where they can find you at and then, you know, we'll call it a show. Okay. Uh, you can find me on TikTok at house of the doc 1.0 and also at house of the doc 2.0 because 1.0 is definitely getting ready to get banned. Um, and then you can also find me on Twitter at House of the Doc, and then you can find me on Instagram at Doc House Report. Okay, well, thanks again for coming on the show, and we hope to talk to you soon. I appreciate it, man. Renegade. All right, thank you. Peace out, brother. Peace out. <laughs>